You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. Thank you for making us part of your Star Wars day. We are continuing our summer series, reviewing the fourth episode of the Lego Star Wars Freemaker's Adventures, entitled The Lost Treasure of Cloud City, and breaking down the latest Star Wars news, of course. I am your co-host, Matt, and let me welcome in the founder of the Thunder Quack podcast, Network and the host of the Rebels podcast. That's my good friend Mike Cohen. How you doing, Mike? What's hey, happening? hey, good. Um, I mean, like, how can you be anything but good with the? Uh, well, I mean, let's just get right into the news, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, of, so yeah. earlier today, Lucasfilm uh, released the the latest installment of the Star Wars show, um, which is their weekly YouTube show. Mm-hmm. that they do and uh you know they've actually used it as a really great platform to uh to release several little tidbits so far uh but as was noted on this most recent episode by none other than dave filoni himself uh not a lot of rebels stuff they've been huh. kind of mum on on star oh, yeah. wars rebels yeah so dave dropped by and uh, and and premiered uh the first clip from season three of Star Wars Rebels and it it had uh, you know I mean I will call them surprises but um, but I, I you know I if if I if I were a more industrious person and would have gone back and found the uh, the the audio clip of myself I'd say go to the tape but uh, I'm lazy so I'm just gonna tell you that uh, uh, you know to trust me that if you go back. <laughs> I would say not even that far. Probably like the the last episode of the season, uh, of season two of Rebels. I think I talked about it. Um, but we've got new character models. So, yes, yes. Um, Sabine has obviously updated her armor. She updated her armor at the beginning of season two. There were some slight cosmetic changes with some characters at the beginning of season two after their confrontation with Vader. Um, obviously, uh, Ezra got those two scars on his face. Um, and uh, and and Kanan's uh, uh, shoulder uh, pauldron 
was scorched from from Vader's lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But um, but it looks like going into season three, not only are we going to see new character models, but in some instances, some of these characters have aged up a little bit. So yes, yes. Um, Ezra is looking significantly older. I, I he doesn't look like a kid anymore. Now he looks like a young man, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, an early teen. Um, around that, because what was he before? He was like he's well, fourteen, right? Fourteen, I would, yeah, something. Yeah, there, yeah, so I think he's 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 rolling a, closer to sixteen, seventeen now. Um, starting to look a little bit more like an adult, and uh, he's got a shaved head, uh, or at least like cro- close cropped hair, right? Right. Um, new lightsaber, new blaster, new outfit. Still very similar to his previous outfit, but a lo- like less of the sort of ragged, um, the the uh, space Aladdin street rat look. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit more the uh, the the rebel. Uh, Rebel Alliance soldier slash Jedi kind of look. He he reminds me a little bit. I mean, obviously it's very Kanan influenced, um, but he also reminds me a little bit of Kyle Katarn. There's a little mm. bit of that there, mm. um, and uh, and and a little bit of the flight suit sort of sort of thing going on. Um, but yeah, he's looking awesome, yeah. and uh, and and I think actually a little bit surprising is that Zeb got a bit of an update as well. Um, I didn't even notice that. I was just so focused on Ezra that I didn't even notice the Zeb. What's the Zeb that you noticed? So uh, his shoulder, his shoulder pads are gone. Oh, okay. um, so he's just got like the. It's sort of now. It's more of a vest. Vest. It doesn't have that that sort of uh, hockey pad, shoulder pad thing going on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like his chest plate is much more armored than it was before. Uh, and the shape has changed a little bit. Um, the back is mostly the same. The pants are basically the same. His face is the same. But there's a, he looks a little bit more military, and he looks a little bit more... Um, I don't know. He just looks a little bit tougher this way. It's, it's mm. interesting. They sort of simplified him, and yet it, it speaks a lot more to his character. And I think it's meant to reflect his... Um, Regaining his place within within the, uh, the his what 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 are his people? Lasat. Yeah, the Lasat, the Lasat uh, military, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he had sort of like put himself into a bit of a self exile previously with uh, with everything that you know in his backstory that had happened, and then over the course of season two, I think actually of all the characters we talked about this. Uh, uh, Zeb is actually the one who had the biggest arc. Um, I think a lot happened for for Ezra and Kanan in the last episode or the last two episodes, if you want to talk about it that way, um, with the the Twilight of the Apprentice stuff. But but with Zeb, it was like sort of all throughout the season he went he underwent this huge change mm-hmm. in character. So um, yeah, I, I think that the outfit's just sort of to reflect that a little bit more. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the biggest thing that I noticed, the thing that got me the most psyched, it's a two-parter. Uh, Ezra's lightsaber is now green. Yes. Which is really awesome because uh, that'll differentiate him a little bit from Kanan, which makes me happy. Um, and uh, he's rocking the DL-44. 
<laughs> which is uh, Han Solo's right, blaster. Yeah. So, I yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's not quite. It doesn't look like it's quite as modified as Han's. Right. It's probably a little bit more stock because Han's has like has a couple of little modifications on it, but um, because that's Han Solo for you. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's got the blaster at his side and a new lightsaber with a new crystal. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's, that's looking no more pretty awesome. No yeah, more no more gun. stapler, no more, no more blaster saber. Yeah. Um, just a blaster and a saber. So he's, yeah. it, it's interesting because he, he looks an awful lot like he's grown to become Kanan's apprentice. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen Kanan yet. I'm sure we'll see him. Uh, at the time that people are listening to this, I'm actually going to release this a day early because it is Star Wars Celebration. So this will go out Friday morning as opposed to Saturday. Uh, I, you know, it may be even Thursday afternoon. Um, just because uh, going into Star Wars Celebration, I know that a lot of this news is going to be very dated by the time that it reaches a, a lot of our listeners' ears. Uh, but, but yeah, we haven't seen Kanan yet. I expect Kanan to, to look... Um, much more weathered and, and a little bit more world weary than he mm-hmm. did when last we saw him. I mean, definitely the last time that we saw him, he was looking a little rough. But I think you know, I, I think that we we're obviously taking a time jump going into yeah, season must, three, right? Yeah. Um, Ezra will have built his new lightsaber and and all of that sort of thing. We did the same thing in season two, right? We went from them being rescued by the Rebel Alliance to them running jobs for the Rebel Alliance mm-hmm. and, and sort of finding their place within the ranks of the Rebel Alliance. So um, it's not, it's, I think it's very similar. Um, and Ezra in that time, in that month or two, has undergone a huge growth spurt. Um, and he's looking an awful lot like Kanan and another character. And do you know, do you know what character I'm thinking of? Well, the first thing I Tracy Kenobio was asking about, oh, how, how does everybody like the new look? And yeah. my first inclination when I saw the character was, wow, he's kind of rocking the uh, Star Killer vibe. Exactly. With the haircut. I don't know if that's what you were looking going for. Yeah, well, so the other thing that I said, and I was talking to Matt Campbell earlier today, and mm-hmm. uh, and he he popped in and he was like, well, they're like basically, he basically said, like, you were right. Uh, he, you know, he's looking like Star Killer, and and they've got Kanan moving towards that Rom Coda, I uh, uh, look. Um, and it was funny because it, it wasn't until he was blinded by Darth Maul that uh, which uh, Darth Maul played by Sam Witwer, the <laughs> voice and appearance of Star Killer from the Force yeah. Unleashed. Um, odd, interesting connection there. I. Uh, but uh, I, it wasn't until he was blinded that we all kind of took a look at Kanan's design and went, wait a second, Kanan mm. is a young Rom Coda, <laughs> right? Like, right. how did we all miss this? We were all really stupid and, and, and uh, blind, uh, pun intended, to, mm. uh, to that very obvious nod um, with the, the tied back hair and the, uh, and the pointy little uh, uh, goatee. Um, such an obvious nod to Rom Coda mm-hmm. from The Force Unleashed yeah. that uh, we should have seen all of this coming miles away. So uh, I think I think that Star Wars Rebels is very quickly becoming Dave Filoni's attempt to bring as much of that Force Unleashed uh, mythos 
into the official canon because it was previously considered to be canon the first game at least right and, and book the book in particular because the game does have some choice some moral choice in it but um it was definitely expected like like it was sort of intended as the official story that bridges episode three and four but uh much like uh, shadows of the empire bridged uh five and six but um, but since then, obviously, with the the, the Disney uh, acquisition and everything that's come since, uh, they feel the need to retread that ground and, and put it a little bit more firmly and solidly in concrete and in stone. So this is what we've got now, and uh, and and I think it's gonna get. I think season three is gonna be interesting. I think the the show is gonna take a bit of a turn. Mm-hmm. I I think the focus is gonna be very different. Yeah. in season three and that happened in the clone wars um once they sort of the writers and and uh all the artists working on it have sort of gotten the sense for the characters um i think at that point they're able to open it up a little bit more and yeah. uh, and really like kick it into hyperspace if you will <laughs> uh, yeah so i think that that's what we're looking at going into season three yeah. not to say that season one and two weren't excellent i mean season two obviously i an incredible start to the season that we were lucky enough to see at Star Wars Celebration yeah. last year incredible in Anaheim. Yeah. And uh, and then the finish of season two was incredible. Mm-hmm. There were a few rocky points in between, but overall the season was pretty good. Yeah. Season yeah. one a little bit more by the book, right? But right, right. But going to season three, I think that we can expect something um something getting a little bit closer to uh what we remember from the clone wars Mm -hmm. and uh and i think i think beginning to match a little closer to the tone of rogue one um and i think that that'll probably be intentional yeah for sure that and you're right the 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 time frame does look like we're jumping uh a little bit because ezra does look quite a bit different and i remember they had teased that you know, we were going to see new looks and especially Ezra. And I wasn't sure where they were going. I thought this one kind of kind of surprised me because I thought, oh, maybe his hair is going to grow out super long and he's going to have like the old samurai, you know, thing. And they went totally the opposite way and yeah. went the uh, Starkiller way, which I thought was cool, too. And the Star Wars show. So that so they debuted. Right. And, and the Star Wars show is fine. It's they really don't do uh, too much groundbreaking stuff. But. They did do a nice thing here with with finally showing us some rebel stuff. So this is the first stuff we get. We we know we have celebration coming up in a couple days here, and we're going to get a bunch of stuff. But they teased us with a little bit here, and and you're right. I mean, just talking about Ezra, he looks older, like you said. He's got the new lightsaber, the blaster. So they got rid of that that like I said, the stapler gun thing, which I like. I'm glad they gave him a separate lightsaber because let's you know let's go traditional Jedi here so I'm glad they did that his powers is another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is this one scene we get a quick glimpse of his force power now and the way he's able to use a lightsaber and his his um I guess acrobatics or uh however you want to call it but man it was it, it was so it was so crazy that even I said exactly what Hondo said. He's like, is, is that Ezra? You know, like, mm-hmm. what happened to this kid? He's obviously been studying a lot and, and under the tutelage of, um, uh, God, why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Um, 
Canon, Captain Canon. Rex. <laughs> How can I freaking Canon? Anyway, you know what I mean? Like, Canon. So yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they where they start off this season. Like, is Canon going to have, like, is he going to have, like you said, he's going to have that more, like, now that he's blind, is he going to have that more um, older, wiser, grayish, you know, Obi-Wan, Rom Kota, like you said, type of look to him? Uh depending on how far we are in the future. It can't be that far, right? It can only be a couple of years here and there, right? So Yeah. Um, but just the powers that that, Aiden, uh, that Ezra show was pretty cool. And then I love that uh, we got that new look. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I said, the lightsaber, and he's looking a little older. So, man, some really cool stuff. Who knows where it is in the timeline as far as this particular clip. I'm assuming it's maybe, maybe the first episode or the first two. They tend to do that. In Star yeah. Wars, when they show us stuff, it's usually from the earlier stuff. Well, so, I, and I think I also, know. like, sort of the context of the scene, right? And, and like you said, we feel a lot like Hondo. So it makes sense to me that this yeah. would actually be from the season premiere. Yeah, premiere, probably. Right, like, boom, here you go. Here's Ezra's new look. So, yeah, it looks really exciting. That's something that... Uh, whoever's listening to this probably going to see this if you're in celebration you're going to see the first two episodes so so, um, you guys will be way ahead of us on that one but uh, yeah exciting stuff man so that's coming out of the Star Wars show we got a little tease but like I said tons of stuff coming this weekend our next episode we'll have spend plenty of time going over everything that's coming out of celebration and uh, yeah probably you know what we'll probably get a trailer too right for Rebels I would think I would think so. And for yeah. everybody, I mean, I know they're gonna yeah. like 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 we got in April, we got to see the first two episodes and nobody else did. But I'm yeah. I'm assuming we'll get some kind of trailer, which would be sweet. Yeah, so looking forward to that. But um, yeah, anything else, Mike? As far as uh, as far as the new Rebel stuff that you want to talk about, or the only other thing I saw was Disneyland released some images of the Star Wars land. It's been uh, under construction since April. Yeah, yeah, they released that one little. Uh, oh. I, preview image sort of thing yeah um it looks like the 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 star wars land is going to be a different something that we've never seen before in movies so that's going to be interesting to see where they're going there and i just hope that like the one thing i hope is like we get a ride like how can you do a star wars land and not have like a millennium falcon ride right you know what i mean like don't we have to have something like that like the the most recognizable ship possibly in the star wars universe and we got to have a ride like that. I mean, I know we're going to get something where we can walk around in one, I'm assuming. But uh, to have some kind of a Star Tours-esque ride where you get yeah. in a flat, how can the Well, cockpit, I think you know one, I mean? one of the, like, t- two of the things that they've confirmed, uh, one is that there will be a Millennium Falcon walkthrough so that you can, like, you can go into the Millennium Falcon kind of like you can with the, um... Uh, the princess castle, Sleeping Beauty's castle, mm-hmm. in uh, in Disneyland, and then uh, and then I'm trying to remember if Disney World has a has a walkthrough in the castle as well. I know that Disneyland Paris does, uh, similar to that, where you kind of walk through and you get to check everything out and see it for yourself. Um, but that along with that, there will be a Millennium Falcon experience mm-hmm. that uh, that uh, that you get to control the Millennium Falcon yourself. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I imagine that it'll be somewhere near, like, close to uh, that Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. I, I walkthrough or possibly walking through it and then into that. Or the walkthrough will be like Indiana Jones where it will be... Um, it'll be the queue 
to get into the ride. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that it'll be like four people at a time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, but, here it is right here. It says, uh, the land will feature two attractions, including a ride that lets visitors fly the Millennium Falcon in a secret yeah. mission. So, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I bet you they're tr- they would try to get this thing ready to go and do some kind of even a hard launch or a soft launch around celebration mm-hmm. anaheim when it comes again in what 20 or guessing 2019 I'll, yeah i, I think would so. think that would be i'd be huge to be able to open that because yeah i will be there and i will be in that land and i'll be tearing it up i don't care if yeah I'm, so <laughs> i mean like 40s. <laughs> 2019 will put us in firmly in episode nine i i release window yeah let's say uh, like in the lead up to that which means that that it's the perfect time to and i i said this a while ago and and we'll see if it if it bears out but i think the world that we are seeing in that star wars land will be featured prominently either in episode eight or episode nine mm-hmm. or possibly both hmm it's yeah. a world that we haven't seen yet in the movies. That right. doesn't mean that it's a world that we won't, won't see, see in the right. movies. Uh, and and I do I do think that we are going to see it in episode nine at the latest. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think you know we're in we're we're halfway through 2016, just a little bit further than halfway through 2016, and uh, and that gives them about two and a half years to get ready. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit less than that. You would think it'd be quicker than that, but I guess not. I mean, it takes a while to do these things. This is a billion dollar. Yeah, well, I think so. I think they're going to build it as fast as they can. But uh, if if um, if what I've seen so far is any indication, it's going to take a while. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. haven't even started building structures yet. It's they just, broke ground yeah. back in April. Yeah. So I uh, Matt moved, Campbell has reported to me because Matt works at Disneyland. Um, it's a lot of moving dirt from one pile to another pile. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and and I think that their priority right now is to get um, Rivers of America back up and running mm. because they've got they have several major attractions that are down as a result of Star Wars Land, and I, I think that they'll want to get that stuff back up and running sooner rather than later. I mean, like you can't have Fantasmic down for very long before people start to get yeah. A little antsy. Yeah, especially when you're paying um, over $100 to get in there. So Yeah, because Fantasmic is one of the best things at Disneyland or Disney World mm-hmm. um, when you go. So yeah. so uh, I would definitely be disappointed if I got there only to find out that that it was, in fact, uh, shut down for the time being. So, so yeah, I, I think that, that, they, that they're focused on sort of that, that external part of it, the, the areas around it, as well as... Uh, building up the the earth um, so that they can start to put the structures in there mm-hmm. uh, but it's you know it's one of those funny things um, the if you ever watch a building go up like a like a skyscraper uh, or even just like a, a building bigger than than 10 or 15 stories mm-hmm. um, there's like all this preparation that has to go into it there's a lot of earth moving there's a lot of like foundation building and and structural engineering stuff that has to happen first and then all of a sudden the concrete comes in and the building goes up and then forever 
you look at the building and you go, isn't it done? And you find out, <laughs> like, no, they're inside the building now yeah. working on the details, on the fine stuff, That's and that's going to take some time. So I think that we're in a similar situation here where, like, they're going to have those foundations probably done in the next couple months. Uh, and then at that point, the structures will go up and they're going to go up fast. But then there will be, like, a year or more of detailing yeah, of them yeah. you know painting signs yeah. and, and meticulous and, stuff yeah yeah and putting these little touches on buildings and weathering things because it's star wars so it can't look like tomorrowland which is all shiny and new it has to look it has to look lived in and worn and and over like the, if you look at those those images it's sort of overgrown with plants and mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing so that's all going to take some time yeah. right but um i i have full faith that that is going to be well worth the wait yeah oh um, for sure yeah so what they do now with with like these lands being interactive and yeah so i mean i'm sure there's gonna be plenty of that stuff going on in well I mean, you you got to see cars land at star wars celebration last year we didn't spend a lot of time there right, right. in the day that we went to disneyland you we we rode radiator springs racers because it's the best ride of <laughs> adventure yeah, we did uh, that's um, right we won so too, by good. the way. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> I, but yeah. uh, you saw Cars Land, and Cars Land being one of it, 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 Cars Land is on the scale of what they're doing with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is actually a little bit bigger. Yeah. But um, but when you go to Radiator Springs and you see like the cliffs and everything that they built, you see the scale and the scope that they worked on, um, and the experience that you get as a result. <laughs> like you, you and I can can talk firsthand. Like it's. It's actually a little bit like like breathtaking the first time mm-hmm. you get to check it out. Like you step through into that world, and all of a sudden you're in the world yeah. of cars. You just immersed like, in it. Yeah. yeah. I hate cars. I think that both of those movies and the third one that's coming out soon. It comes out like in like a year or two. Uh, I I think that they're terrible, terrible movies. Um, but it doesn't stop me from acknowledging the fact that what they did at California Adventure. Um, at Disneyland is astounding, right? right? Like oh, yeah. it's incredible craftsmanship. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like I have really high hopes for Star Wars land as well as for, I, I, I mean like this is all rumor at the moment, rumor and speculation, but um, the, the hubbub is that I, the, the corner over by Twilight, uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is being turned into basically like marvel central mm-hmm. um and it's going to become like there's like a guardians of the galaxy ride that's going to go in and and a bunch of other stuff as soon as disney gets the rights back for theme park rides which is in the next year or two i think so um yeah you know those worlds are going to be incredible i uh, when they're when they're all up and running those yeah. those two new places for uh guys like you and me to go <laughs> yeah i check not not to say that I don't enjoy myself a little bit of Toontown, Adventureland. Uh, I, New Orleans Square is <laughs> currently Square, my yeah. favorite area. That's good. That's but good times, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, man, I'm a, I'm a hardcore uh, Disney fanatic. So yeah, this is gonna be. It's right up my alley. Yeah, they're talking. It's fourteen. It's gonna be a fourteen-acre, uh, you know, basically mm-hmm. attraction, and it's gonna be their biggest uh, expansion ever. So yeah. Star Wars will be taking over Disneyland, and, and we're gonna be there like once a year, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
especially me because it's you know I can drive down there is yeah. fa- fairly easy. So like you said last week, yeah. it's just quick drive down there. Let's do it. So Crystal uh, and I, Crystal and I will get in the car. We'll drive to Sacramento. We'll meet up and then we'll convoy down. <laughs> we'll convoy, yeah. I'm, right. Pick pick up people I'm, along the way. Heck yeah, man. We'll pick them up. We'll pick up Matt Campbell. We'll pick up. Uh, you know, uh, Tim, 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 yeah, whoever, man, let's do it. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, with that, I guess we'll uh, head into some free makers, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. So we're talking free makers. This was the uh, what the title of this one? The secret? Uh, no, 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 the right. lost treasure the lost of Cloud treasure. City. Lost treasure of Cloud City. And I got to tell you. This this probably is my favorite intro. I mean, we've only had four yeah. episodes, but even I mean, the beginning of this was so funny. And it was all for the adults. I mean, in yes. my opinion, because let's well, first of all, let's talk about the beginning of this. We're talking about the evasion of Cloud City, so yeah. it kind of starts with with him saying, "Hey, clear the building." So this is kind of a weird how it jumps in and out of continuity because yeah, he's telling everybody to clear out, but then he takes the Millennium Falcon and he's gone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just a little funny. I, it's like part of it's like right in the universe. Okay, what happens? This is what happens afterward, but no, yeah. not really. No, it, <laughs> it, and we talked about this last week, right? We talked about this with the, uh, that, that tweet that we, we talked about. Um, and, and the idea that the Lego Star Wars story, it, it mirrors and reflects a lot of the, the story from the films. But it actually like it skims over some stuff and it changes some stuff outright, and right. uh, and this is an example of that. Um, Lando uh, is the one who he's he's uh, he's telling everybody you know you gotta everybody's gotta leave Cloud City it's being taken over by the Empire, and then he immediately books it and gets on the Millennium Falcon like you said. But there's a whole lot of story <laughs> between one and the other. <laughs> Yeah, um, right, right, right. That that we're not privy to in the Lego Star Wars story. Uh, it's also not important for this story, right? Because this story focuses on the Freemakers. It's really just there to set up the fact that this story is going to take place right at the end of uh, the Empire Strikes Back, or or is this is possibly a flashback? And then, you know, we kind of catch up with our characters a little bit later. But somewhere along the lines there, like, like it, it, it really firmly... When we first started talking about the show, we talked about the fact that, that it is set between Empire and Jedi. But we, we didn't really, um, until this point in time, have a reason to know that, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been anywhere in the original trilogy, because Vader right. and Palpatine are running around and all that sort of thing, um, and Dengar. So we're going okay. Well, this is original trilogy. It's the Empire and the Rebellion, but it could be anywhere in the classic trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this tells us no, no, no. This story with these characters specifically takes place at this point in time, and more importantly, this story is going to directly involve characters from the classic trilogy. Oh yeah. And that yeah. other than Vader and Palpatine, this is this is the first time uh that we've gotten that and it's Lando and Chewie uh working for the rebellion yeah. and yeah. uh and it's it's Lando himself, it's Billy D. Uh Yeah, that was a shock. Yeah. I was like 
that's that's Billy D. Yeah, the dulcet yeah. tones of, of Billy D. Williams. Yeah. Um, and they got him to do this. That's yeah, which I mean, like I think at this point Billy D. will just do whatever you ask, right? <laughs> but yeah. I, I, really cool that it was him, and really cool how much his character was actually in the episode. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, it, a very important part of the story, actually. Oh yeah, and and after he he escapes the Falcon, he he you know uh, radios Lobot, so we get to see Lobot. Yeah. And like I said, this was the favorite part. This was the favorite part of my, the, the episode for me. Was this intro? We get Lobot. He enters Lana's apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you have the lava lamp. So he's got this whole like '70s disco Colt Forty Five vibe going on yeah. in this apartment, right? So he hits he, the lava lamp is like his his trigger for different activities. I'll say in the pad, right? So he hits it once, and he gets this. Um, uh, I guess you'd say maybe some drinks yeah. or, or something like that would, yeah. would come out of the wall. Um, and then what was the first thing that came out? It was, uh, I don't know. There's like, there's like the stereo and then, Oh, this, it was the Starfield. It was the Starfield. First of yeah, all, he hits yeah. it. It's the Starfield that comes up, right? Like he's setting some mood lighting yeah. and then he hits the button again. And then the drinks come out and then the capper of them all was he hits it again. And then the jukebox comes out. Yeah. And I got to tell you, hit, well, Check this out. I love this version. It's the Cantina song, but in like a hip hop, like uh, 70s disco vibe. And I gotta tell you, I love the heck out of this thing. It's just so, listen to this. Dude. I was just jamming this. I'm like, is this thing on iTunes? Because I want to download this song right now. <laughs> it is so funny. It's the Cantina song, or they, I guess they call it the, uh, it's uh, called Mad About You by Figuring Down. But they remixed it into this like hip hop 70s thing. And it was so funny. I mean, the vibe and the, the what they're implying in this scene t- goes totally again. It's one of those where it goes over kids' heads. It's just, well, they don't care, whatever. But for us, the older people were like, oh, my gosh, this is his bachelor pad, man. This is where, you know, he, he, the dulcet tones, like you said, Mike, this yeah. is where everything is down right here. So it was so funny how they do that. Favorite scene of, the, of this episode, probably this season so far. This It was just so great. So I just had to – and, oh, and it ends, of course, with Lobot opening the box and setting up the surprise of, like, what is it? And I didn't know that we were ever going to go back to see what – because I was like, what? I thought at first – like – I'm going back over all my Lando knowledge. Like, what is it that would be in there? Like, what am I missing? You know, yeah. throughout the whole episode until we got to the end. So, you know, when when I when I heard "Lost Treasure of Cloud City," I thought like, oh man, is it like is it Luke's lightsaber? Or are we actually gonna get? Yeah, like the beginning of the story of how it gets to Maz Kanata in in Freemaker Adventures. Are they literally gonna do that? And I I think they did that on purpose. I, I think that that's what we're supposed to figure is happening is that like somehow Lando, even though like it hasn't happened yet, sort of. Th- I, I don't know how the timeline would work, but but that somehow that's what's going on. Um, but no, no, I, we'll get to what that that lost treasure <laughs> is at the end yeah. of the episode. Not to spoil the surprise, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. an awesome setup. 
Yeah, um, like you said, you, you're thinking, your first thought is like, it's something super important. And, and like I said, I was racking my brain, like, what is it that Lando would have, you know? And I, I couldn't figure it out. And they hadn't really, they didn't really touch on it anymore until we get to that point. So yeah. we, I kind of forgot about it. Great, great setup, though. So we got, we go back to the wheel. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Rowan is back at the wheel. He's doing his training with Nare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander and Cordy are doing their thing. They're trying to sell their goods or whatever at, the, uh, at their. Um, salvage area there uh and then nari gets a text message if you if you will from the empire and she kind of i think this is the point where she kind of it kind of pops up in front of everybody and she has to like hide it like oh no yeah. don't worry about that but i think the one of the good parts of this was or the thing that i took of it was the emperor points out that rowan uh he says you know he's found more crystals uh without nari you know on his own so it's like he's like maybe he's the one that's deceiving you like yeah you know, not you trying to get into his head and trying to figure out what's going on. Like, he's he's messing with you. So I thought that was kind of how they turned it around on, on Nare. Yeah, for uh, sure. On that particular part there. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from there, Mike? Um, uh, well, after, after that, uh, let's see. Like, Rowan's trying to um, work on his force ability, right? And, right. Uh, and, and uh, um I think they they set up in this part where yeah. you know obviously he's having trouble yeah. and he's doing like the Luke thing where he's just kind of getting frustrated. Yeah, and, Z- and that, Xander's trying yeah. to trying to help him out, so he he says, "Okay, let's go. Let's take your mind off this. Like, what you need, you need like a change of scenery. You need to mm-hmm. step away from it. You're just you're too focused yeah. on it. You're too frustrated. Um, you're trying to force it, but I'm." Ch- and uh, so they go, okay. Xander goes, okay, let's go to the lower ring and check out some pod racing. So they pod go. Pod racing, yeah. And they watch some pod racing. And uh, and and then, Ro- uh, yeah, Rowan decides that he doesn't want to stick around and watch the pod racing. So he heads back. But along the way, he runs into IG-88 and a bunch of other bounty hunters. Uh, and they're all talking to a Lando Calrissian and Chewbacca. Yeah. Who are who are offering a, a big reward for some sort of uh, precious cargo, uh, and and so Rowan, uh, after everybody else kind of walks away, not not being interested um, because it's you know for the Rebel Alliance, mm-hmm. I, I, and Cloud City is currently under the control of the Empire. Everybody leaves. Hi uh, and uh, and Rowan, <laughs> Rowan grabs a couple of Lego bricks, sticks them to his feet, oh, yeah. and yeah. attempts to uh, to uh, uh, in, impersonate someone of a of a higher stature <laughs> right. than him. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it was really funny. I thought uh, uh, his whole I'm a, I'm I'm a totally. Uh, grown-up person this is how tall i'm supposed to be sort of thing right right and uh, like trips on it yeah, yeah. and i yeah. uh, and and lando kind of reluctantly i kind of i don't know does he really give him the mission i guess he does because because sure, yeah. rowan is like well it's not just me it's you know we're the freemakers my brother and sister right. as well right, right. um it- and we got, I, like you said, IG-88 was in this, yeah. in this point. And this is what I like is this, is this show is when you have, when you're not in continuity, yeah. uh, you can do whatever you want and you can bring any characters you want. I, they're staying in, um, in say, how, how do you say, is it in universe, I guess, where they're, yeah. they're pulling people that would be around at that time, I guess you could say. 
So, but they're not afraid to do that. And apparently, like in future episodes, we might we're going to be seeing Luke and Leia. So, mm. that's going to be pretty crazy to see them. And I think it's two more episodes away we're going to be seeing them. So, uh, but back to this episode, yeah, uh, Lando and, and Chewie is in, in this part as well. Yeah. And uh, then we get to uh, our favorite. Our favorite if Itachi guards are back, right? Yeah. Bash and Ram. Yeah, I was so glad to see them because they were so funny. I mean, they were around the rest of the episode with with uh, with Nare, and uh, I guess everybody kind of comes to Cloud City because everybody has an agenda when they find out what's going on. Especially yeah. Nare, she finds out about this precious cargo. Of course, she thinks it's Kyber crystals, uh, and that's what she's going after now. So the Kyber crystals. Um, yeah, it's it kind of ends up being this great heist story. Yeah, where, it is, huh? where you know uh, our characters, the the freemakers, have to bust into Cloud City, which is under Imperial control, uh, in order to get this precious cargo. Um, Dengar, along with Bash and Ram, are trying to basically uh, track down the freemakers. And get to what they think is also a kyber crystal first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nare thinks, because of what Vader said, that they, the Freemakers are going after a kyber crystal on their own without without her help. So um, so everybody's kind of going for this this treasure and they don't know what it is. They're all they're all kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that's kind of, that's what makes it so funny in the end. Is that yeah. everybody thinks that they're on a mission, and uh, and it turns out that uh, that uh, you know it's not it's not quite as serious as we thought. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what uh, another great part was we get to uh, the carbon chamber. Yeah, and uh, a nice little nod to uh, what's going. Uh, I guess what potentially just happened, like we're yeah. talking about, like in universe stuff. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about the um, coolant tube was, he goes, the coolant tube was cut in half. You know, how does that happen? And of course, they're alluding to the Vader and Luke fight, yeah. which is kind of neat. Yeah, because that's why, because, yeah. yeah, Luke cuts that in order to, or, well, I guess it just kind of happens in the fight, doesn't it? And then Luke grabs yeah. it and points it in Vader's face. Actually, then, I think I think Vader um, actually slices it, and, and then Luke obviously uses it as yeah. a as a weapon um, yeah. as he flips down. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a kind of the cool thing. Like, it's thrown in there it's not like in your face like you have to like oh yeah you have to know the star wars universe to get yeah. some of these some of these uh, references which yeah, is really definitely. really cool um, um and it's really funny because it comes up really naturally mm-hmm. um, yeah because because yeah. xander and rowan uh, along with with cordy are i uh, they're basically uh, posing as a repair crew that's been sent by palpatine himself to uh to fix things up and uh, and so you know, Cordy splits off to go after Lando's uh, package, uh, his his uh, his treasure, and uh, and Rowan and Xander end up in in the in the carbon freeze chamber. And along the way, they mention and they they set it up for later. Uh, they they see the um, the repulsor lift uh, generator, which oh, yeah. uh, which is yeah. what keeps what keeps cloud city cloud city floating yeah yeah in the air so um and that comes up later but uh it's cool because because everybody kind of ends up um chasing them down on on cloud city and they all end up in one spot yeah and then i after 
after Cordy has sort of gotten into Lando's uh, Lando's disco pad and right. uh, retrieved the uh, the package, um, she she manages to get back to them. Um, but like, there's all, like she's got to she's got to trick the stormtroopers and and I, I sneak past them and all that and then every and then bash and ram and all them catch up and it's uh it's 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 like a you know it's like in scooby-doo when uh when they find the the bad guy and then they do that thing where they run through all the doors and stuff it's, <laughs> right, right. it's kind of like that where it's like everybody's kind of running around <laughs> cloud city and mm-hmm. uh uh yeah and uh <laughs> yeah that's um, true that's true and then they all they all kind of end up back together, and when they do, uh, Xander grabs Nare's lightsaber and cuts the cable of the one of the repulsor lift generators, um, and uh, oh oh we totally skipped over one part of it after the carbonite after yeah after they yeah. Xander and and Rowan fix the carbon freeze chamber Rowan gets frozen in carbonite frozen carbonite yeah that's right which is so good cause like all the sounds are perfect right down to the sound yeah. that it makes oh. when the carbon slab hits the deck yes it's, oh, the, cr- the cracking and the slam yeah, yeah it's yeah. so good it's so so good mm-hmm. um and they like they run around with with Rowan frozen in carbonite and um and at first you just think it's a gag but it actually ends up being really important because after the, yeah, the yeah. generator tube gets gets sliced, they need to fix it, but they can't reach it because Cloud City is like plummeting towards the, the surface of the planet. Um, or I should say the center because it's a gas giant. And, uh, and, you know, they can't reach it, but they need... So they need Xander's help. Sorry, uh, Rowan's help. Rowan's so Xander okay. and Cordy unfreeze... Rowan, uh, Xander doesn't realize that there's just a button that he can hit. Um, they unfreeze him. <laughs> yeah. He comes out, which again was perfect. Like the sound effects, the the visual aspect, the way that it it melts mm-hmm. off of him was just like perfect to the movies. Oh, yeah. Such an awesome attention to detail. And then uh, I, this is why it all happened is because Rowan needed to basically uh, it it. It it approximates the lesson that Obi Wan Kenobi teaches to Luke on the Millennium oh, Falcon yeah. with the remote when he gives him the blast helmet, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and with the with the blast shield down, and Luke is like, "I can't see. How am I supposed to fight?" And Obi Wan says, "Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them." Right. Right. And and so Rowan having uh, uh, they refer to it as carbonite sickness, although in the movies it's hibernation sickness, and it's from being in carbonite for a prolonged amount of time it takes han's eyes a a while to adjust to light again because they haven't been used in so long but um this is a little bit more accelerated but we'll let it go because it's the lego world so it's fine right if this happened on rebels i'd have a problem with it because if you remember back to the clone wars everybody got uh frozen in carbonite in order to be smuggled onto uh is it the citadel Mm-hmm. Was that the name of the prison? Right. Um, uh, the the separate. I can't. I. I think it's the Citadel. But anyways, right. to get some of and they all come out. None of them have hibernation sickness. Right. Um, right. Or, did one of the clones get it? I think I think one of the clones did get it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, I think one right, of the clones yeah. did. Um, but it's it's kind of so I don't know. I you know what? 
maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we go back to watch Clone Wars and see that uh, that actually it can happen that quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, it suits the story really well. Um, yeah, because it's not in there very long. Yeah, that's what that's what's important is that is that Rowan comes out, he can't see, and Xander says, "Well, maybe you're not supposed to be able to see. Maybe you just feel it." And so Rowan reaches out with the Force, and he's able to use the Force to connect the tubes and save the day. Um, so it was this really cool thread through it. They they did an awesome job of retelling that story, and it wasn't until we got to the end of it that we realized like this whole episode was about that one lesson on on, on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, right? I, I'm glad you I, you might, might, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that I highlighted in my notes, and I yeah. actually I actually I thought you know what that's the Usually in these episodes, I pick one portion that I like and I pull yeah. a little audio from it, and that's, that's exactly what I what I did here. Is when this I can't particular see clip. Maybe the Force doesn't need you to see, Rowan. Maybe it's not what you see. Maybe it's what you feel. <sighs> I told you, I'm not good enough. Or we could just plummet to our doom. You're cold. When you put it that way... You can do this, Rowan. I know you can. We're right here with you. It was, like you said, Mike, um, you know, these these episodes are a lot of fun and and jokes Mm -hmm. and stuff, but at this point, they were able to bring in some of the mythos of Star Wars and and kind of make it serious for a second, like you said. Yeah. And and you're exactly right. They pulled from that the lessons that Obi Wan taught about, like you said, the eyes deceive you. He didn't need his eyes, and he was able to use the Force uh, with the help of you know kind of the encouragement of Cordy and Xander. And yeah. I thought, man, that was really cool for them to to go kind of serious there for a minute and and to bring some of the Star Wars lore into into this. And uh, it really cool scene, and he ends up like you said, he, he puts it together, and everything's great. So, um, really, really cool scene, and really nice way to kind of put a bow on this particular particular story. Even though we got a couple little things left over, yeah. but man, that was really, well, really good. So I thought that was interesting. One other thing that I really, really, really liked about that moment is that most Star Wars properties, whether it's video games or shows or um, even like the audiobooks, anything that can use music would have used the theme of the Force there. Mm-hmm. But unlike unlike Rebels, uh, Clone Wars could get away with it because Anakin was actually part of that story. But unlike those, the, the everything else, uh, Freemaker, whoever whoever does the soundtrack for it, whoever does the score, wrote their own version of of basically like that Skywalker force theme um, that we're used to hearing in moments like that and it's it's that it's another version of the Freemaker theme and I thought that that was really really cool because mm-hmm. it's one of the things that I feel like is really missing from from rebels a lot of the time is that they they lean really hard on that classic um, soundtrack soundtrack yeah and it's one of the things that the force awakens does so well is that like so much of the force awakens soundtrack is fresh and then when when the original trilogy stuff comes up 
it's actually and actually it's not just original trilogy there's some notes in a few of the of the songs uh, a bit of the score in the force awakens that actually pulls from the prequels um in fact when um when uh kylo ren is around and his theme plays one there are like three movements to his theme one of the movements actually has a, a chunk from battle of the heroes in it and I, I like nobody ever mentions this which is why i'm talking about it it's just a bit of a tangent but i've always thought that that was really interesting because john williams doesn't do those things by accident he brings them in on purpose mm-hmm. one of the other things is in in ray's theme there's a little bit of um anakin's theme from episode one uh that often plays when when shmi is around um when he's with his mother uh, mm-hmm. And sort of like that, a little bit more playful uh, uh, from when he was a child. And that yeah. that's in there as well. But that Battle of the Heroes part, I think, is really cool because um, it indicates that the conflict between Anakin and Obi-Wan, which was an external conflict, is actually an internal conflict inside Kylo Ren. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's actually... He's fighting that battle of the heroes uh, constantly because he's attempting to right. harness the power of the light side and the dark side. And the dark side. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's going on inside him all the time. But all that to say, like John Williams creates new themes for new characters. He pulls in elements of classic themes, like when the the Falcon uh, that 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 um when when we first see the Millennium Falcon in the Force Awakens, we get that that bump of that the uh the the escape from the Death Star theme, right? That classic mm-hmm. that we associate so much with the Millennium Falcon, with the Falcon. which yeah. which happens yeah. it, it yeah, like he does the same thing in Return of the Jedi. When the Millennium Falcon does something cool in Return of the Jedi, you hear that little bit of the theme, right? Um and like he does that, but the rest of that part of the score, I uh, the that sort of uh, I believe that that piece of music is called the Falcon. It's I, like it's dedicated to the Falcon, but it's all new score except for that one chunk, right? Mm-hmm. The rest of it's all completely new. Um, it it definitely is influenced by other stuff, but it's it's new, and um, I find that Kevin Kiner, who does Clone Wars and Rebels. Oftentimes, rather than do new stuff, which he's actually very good at, right. he apes a lot of John Williams a lot of the time, as opposed to just doing his own score. Um, and and it always kind of annoys me, especially when that Force theme gets overused. Um, mm. I feel like Ezra should have his own version of it. I feel like Kanan should have his own version of it. Yeah. Um, especially because like they all come by the Force in very different ways. It's mm. one thing for Anakin... Luke and and now Ray to all I uh, sort of access the force in the same way because they're all part of a single narrative and there's a thread that connects those three characters but there's no thread that connects Ezra or Kanan to Anakin and and Luke and the Skywalkers right like right, right. like uh, uh, they're peripherally connected but they're not it's not a direct lineage sort of thing, right? So, I don't know. It, that's just always something that, I, that I've really been bothered by in other Star Wars stuff. So, to hear them do their own version of that moment, their own sort of that that musical swell for when Rowan uses the Force, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I mentioned the, the, the music uh, last episode as well, just mm-hmm. how well that is, they've been using. Yeah. Um, 
like you said, this new stuff. Yeah, man, it's been it's been and, pretty cool. And I'd have to go back, but I think it's possible that the music that we heard when Rowan was using the Force in that moment might actually sync up with some of the music that we heard when that Jedi from the first episode, the one who created the Kyber crystals, mm-hmm. the Kyber saber. I think when he was doing his thing, I think it might match up, and I think that might be important. Oh, okay. Rowan, yeah. Rowan's force abilities clearly come from somewhere, and he has a connection to the Kyber Saber. Maybe he is like a reincarnated version of that Jedi, or or, or uh, something of that kind. Or maybe mm-hmm. they are actually descendants of that. Could be descendants, yeah, for sure. Direct descendants sure. of that Jedi, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like we've got it's Star Wars, so you have to have some sort of a revelation like that at some point. But yeah. Um, yeah. I just, we basically just finish it up now, right? I, yeah, you know, I think, uh, well, there's one thing that, that was kind of funny, too. It, Lando, he says, uh, no, I don't have to wear Han's clothes. So yeah. one uh, of the scenes at the very end when he gets his cape. Oh, by the way, of course, the revelation is yeah. it's his cape. You yeah. Know? So that totally blew me away. I did not see that coming. No, neither did just, I. Yeah, I, they, they got me on this one, man. They so good. on this it, show. Yeah, and they do like sort of a... They do a bit of a, a, a Pulp Fiction reference, which is so funny because it's a kid's show, but it's totally yeah, there for yeah. us adults. When Because Cordy opens it to look at it, and she's like, you got to be kidding me, and then closes it. <laughs> but it does that thing where it, like, glows gold before, yeah. right? And, oh, my God, it's it's so good. And then <laughs> the end to, to reveal, like, they open it up, and it's glowing, shiny gold. And then open it all the way to reveal that it's the shiny gold inside of Lando's cape. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, exactly. and he takes it off and he spins around and he's magically back in his his outfit <laughs> from my uh, yeah. from Empire. And, and that uh, was good because I didn't notice in the previous scenes he was in, like I didn't even realize he didn't have it on. So yeah. no, he uh, was wearing the outfit that he wears at the end of Return of the Jedi. So Lando outfit. I mean the Han the outfit. Han outfit where it's really clear that like he just went and stole some of Han Solo's clothes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and then it's funny how they acknowledge that it's like yeah now I don't have to wear yeah. Han's clothes anymore. You'd be happy right. about that, Chewie. And Chewie's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it was totally cool well the end actually the the very end and here's how they set you up for for future stuff is uh, mm-hmm. it ends with dengar yeah Bash and ram they're in i guess they're in the prison uh, yeah in cloud city uh but now they know or dengar knows who rowan is yeah and, and we'll see what happens in the future because the card fell down uh their, their business yeah they, card they yeah they got they got cordy's uh single business card that she shows people but does not give them Right, because they're expensive. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's how it ended, and we'll see what happens in future episodes. Obviously, yeah. we're going to be seeing them again. So uh, yeah, you know, as far as this episode again, it's really. I mean, we got Cloud City, we got Lando, we got the yeah. Falcon, we got Loba, we got Pod Racing, uh, IG88. I mean, we got all this cool stuff, cool references. So man, I'm really having fun with this. Uh, continuing to have fun with this show, and it's really good. So yeah. Uh, Anything else, Mike, before we wrap it up? No, no, I think that's it. I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. It had a lot of good jokes in it again. Um, It ended up actually having this great organic story that that connected everything, that made it all um, important by the end of it. It wasn't just silliness. It wasn't just another adventure. It uh, It was actually an important part of Rowan's development as a Jedi. So I I thought that was really cool. Uh, the show keeps surprising me every time it does we we break it down i go you know what 
the the guys writing this, the people writing this, they are on point. Like they they could phone it in. It's a Lego series, so they could absolutely just kind of whatever, right? Just like, yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. this silly thing happens, and then this silly thing happens. They're searching for kyber crystals. But really, actually, the kyber crystals have been, like, the least important part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. They're certainly more important for Nare and, and uh, the Empire than they are for uh, for our heroes. Our heroes are on a completely different journey. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's been really cool, and uh, it's it's been very surprising every episode about like how good it is and how how well written it actually is just from like a a storytelling screenwriting standpoint it's actually really really solid which it doesn't need to be at all (laughs) so yeah surprising yeah yeah good stuff man that's it man that's it for this week yeah that is that's it for this week uh thank you guys for listening as always uh you can stay up to date with all the latest star wars rebels news of which there will be a lot i can tell you tim is gonna be uh working very hard this weekend posting yeah, news at sure. rebelspodcast.com as well as uh, starwarstsc.com and uh, who knows maybe even at clonewarspodcast.com um, you yeah. never know I mean we didn't think that we were going to get any Clone Wars news uh, out of uh, Celebration last year and we did we told we got we got Clone Wars stories that we didn't know existed so yeah um, out of the last celebration so right. so who knows we might see a little bit more hear a little bit more about Clone Wars as well um, but you can also follow us on Facebook facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on Twitter at rebels podcast you can follow me personally on Twitter uh, I'm at arkwolf a-r-k-w-u-l-f and you can follow Matt at the crankster uh, that is crankster with a k yes and I uh, of course, we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, as Matt mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, so if you want to hear other great podcasts just like this one, head to thunderquack.com. And, uh, and you know, you can, you find something. There's something for everybody. There's more Star Wars. There's uh, DC TV uh, podcasts. There's there's uh, 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 X-Files. There's, uh, you know, the just who? Doctor oh, Who. Not, not the Who. Doctor no, who. Yeah, Doctor Who. who. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, and lots of great stuff coming. So um, so definitely check that out. Uh, and you can also find all the social media links there for, uh, for Thunderquack to stay up to date with everything that we're doing on the network. And if you do like these podcasts and you like what we do at Thunderquack, you can head to patreon.com slash Thunderquack to kick in and uh, and help us produce more great podcasts just like this one um i said i feel like i feel like uh you know when you're watching pbs and uh, it's like did you enjoy this program <laughs> i yeah which is i feel that way because that's what i'm doing i uh, but yeah i just like pbs we are we are uh, uh funded by listeners like you so um we really appreciate everybody who can support us uh, over at patreon.com slash thunderquack and uh, we do our best to provide some exclusive content just for those folks um, at, at specific reward levels so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in go check that out and uh, that's it for this week uh, thank you guys for listening we will be back we will be back actually in two weeks uh, yes. to talk about the next episode uh, peril on Kashyyyk. So we will see you guys in two weeks. See ya.